What's up? It's Optimus Fields at My Living Truth, and we're back for Teacher's Lounge. We're at block height 674,080, and the current price is $56,116. So, Nick, what's up, dude? It's been a week. It's been a week, and uh, we got so close to the over-under from last week. Everyone said it was going to be over 60K, and then we got to 58K. It was, was that last week? Yeah, we've it, been on 60K for a couple of weeks now. We still have okay. an hour-ish. So, you know, we'll see if we can uh, get to the 60K before tonight's show's over. It's just every week is just new all-time high after new all-time high. And, like, I, I, I've honestly been losing track. I, I feel like, wait, no, now that I'm thinking about it, we did just dip down a bit. So I don't even know. I'm completely lost with uh, time and price and stuff, but all I know is we're almost back at all time high. They haven't started printing the 1.9 trillion yet, and Oracle didn't even buy with the 35.7 billion they have in reserve cash. So yeah, Nick, you were getting us hyped on that, dude. Freaking scammer! Like, what's up with that? I thought you had the <laughs> intel, dude. Nick's larping over there. Oh, you're talking about the tweet I had? <laughs> yeah, because on, on Sunday night, I called out a tweet and I said, like, oh, what are the chances or what are the odds that we're going to have uh, a new institutional uh, buyer announce that they bought Bitcoin? And then literally the next morning, I woke up at super early and that uh, the Norwe- I know we're going to talk about this later, but the Norwegian billionaire announced they bought and i was hoping to get a two for two this week but i didn't get it with oracle so dude the tingles tingle is not as uh prophetic as oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> it is it is it is don't worry <laughs> all right well uh I, I was gonna start with uh larpertarian tonight but you already brought up the norwegian the norwegian share uh shareholder letter so i think we should start there did everyone read that in, in the chat or in, in the group? Because I know me and Nick read it, and we were super bullish. So hopefully all you guys have read it, and if you haven't read it, then by all means go and read it. Uh, it's like 20 pages. It, it's not too big. But um, I did take a screenshot of something that uh, he put in, in the letter. And first of all, it's just it's so bullish and it and it's such like confirmation bias and and it's kind of like a little pat on our backs that someone else you know a billionaire the second richest person in Nor in Norway is seeing exactly what we're seeing and and saying the exact same narratives and talking points that we have so one maybe it's the power of our memes and two. You know, we're, the plebs aren't as retarded as everyone wants to make us out to be and, and say that Bitcoin maximalists are hindering adoption. It's it's like, no, when you're right, you're right. And, you know, you, a little conviction scares people. So uh, here here's the, the sentence in the paragraph that 
I thought was super bullish on it. Um, I'm sure there's a few other quotes that we could take from it, but here's a screenshot that I had, and it goes, uh, in talking about Bitcoin, if it's a bubble, it dies and consumes nothing. If it's digital gold, it's more efficient and will emit much less in the asset it disrupts. And if it's really successful, it's because of demand from truly value-creating applications that define our future and should be worth the electricity. So me and Nick were definitely talking about it, how it's such a bullish paper because not only are they endorsing Bitcoin, but they knock out a lot of energy FUD. And considering that the company is a 180-year-old energy company, it's just so bullish for Bitcoin. And, and it, like we're preaching to the choir because all Bitcoiners know this, but... I think if if someone new to the space reads that and has these energy flood lines in their head, it's at least something for them to think about. And it was just a super bullish week. But Nick, you got some thoughts on this, and then we'll, and then we'll pass it over to everyone in the chat. We all front front ran the the wealthiest people in the world. Just never forget that. But um, dude, it, it's. It is really big confirmation bias, like you said. Like we've been spitballing these ideas back and forth at each other on Twitter for years, and you know, talking and debating this stuff. And then all of a sudden, you know, one of the richest people in Norway just drops this super bullish article explaining everything and why they decided to invest in Bitcoin and Bitcoin companies in the whole ecosystem. And it's it's really nice to see, like. I remember when I first got into Bitcoin, there were so many rumors like, dude, the institutions are coming, like they're going to come and, you know, invest in Bitcoin. And it was kind of like, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it, you know. And um, in 2020, ever since Michael Saylor announced that uh, he was buying Bitcoin for MicroStrategy, I mean, even before that with the uh, with uh, backed BAKKT with the New York Stock Exchange, like it's just nonstop institutional FOMO and um, it's just beginning and um, it's super bullish to see. Agreed. Did uh, any of you guys read it? You guys got any thoughts on it? I read it. I thought it was, I thought like one of the, like it was awesome how like they're like, you know, saying like, you know, sound money, it's like debunking all the energy um, FUD and like, you know, they're like all on our side, but, Honestly, the thing that I was super excited about, when they started, like, dogging, like, KYC, AML laws, like, yeah, we need financial privacy, fuck these cronies stealing our thing and putting us in jeopardy, it's like, oh, fucking, yeah, like, this guy, they're, like, not only are they bullish on Bitcoin, but they're fucking woke. I was like, these guys are awesome. <laughs> I love that, man. They're fucking woke. <laughs> hey, yo, they get this, dog. Oh man, I agreed. I I was dude. That whole paper is just bullish. Like, it it's it almost sounds like it was written by one of us. You know, like an eloquent Bitcoin maximalist, and this guy's just coming into the space. So, I don't know. I think there's a testament to all the Bitcoin content that's been created since 2017 up until now, and I forget who was saying it, but. <clears throat> Like the content is only getting better and better and more refined and it's just going to be so much easier for new entrants to come into the space and instantly get it and hopefully avoid the shit coinery. But, you know, people are going to get wrecked and that's just part of the process. But I feel like new entrants have a lot easier time than us because uh, they can just get the signal straight from the noise. So 
bullish on Bitcoiners. Mm-hmm. Hey, did you say they were an energy company? Yeah. So their uh, their name is Acre, and apparently they're a hundred eighty yeah. year old uh, Norwegian energy company, and they're super bullish on Bitcoin and mining. So, so much for the energy fud, right? Well, somebody's smart to recognize that um, if you if you consider Bitcoin mining from its inception, it was done by people with computers as a hobby. Then some people took it seriously and invented different types of computers specifically to do this. So they're now they're spending money just to mine Bitcoin specifically. And then they realize, you know, the cheaper the electric, the better. So now mining operations start moving around the planet to different places. And then they start figuring out, you know, there's wasted electricity everywhere. So let's let's talk to the people who make energy and say, hey, you know, that wasted stuff, we can make money with it. To all the way to the where the point where there's energy companies going, wait a minute, we produce the energy. We can just print money. Bam, there you go. That guy's freaking smart, man. He's just going to start printing money. <laughs> right? And, and it's not like the $1.9 trillion, uh stimulus package kind of printing either. No, like like he's going to – he bought in, right? But they're in the energy business. I can almost guarantee you they're figuring out how they're going to start mining this shit. Like why wouldn't they, you know? But like this is just a show of faith or whatever. Who knows what it is? Like they could just – mine it they could afford it you know what i mean like if I'm anybody sure can they they actually did say they were going to look into mining investments and different mining company investments so they are i'm sure they are all in on that already i believe yeah i mean maybe they don't set up their own rigs but they they talk to all their downline customers that buy from them or whatever you know that they're invested with any number i mean these people they're at such a level they can invest in a million different angles, but, and they do, you know, they pick all the different sectors and, and avenues that they can generate yield by putting some capital to work. And in this case, there's a few different ways, but as, as a producer of electricity, every producer of electricity on the planet is going to now consider, you know, maybe I should keep some of this electricity for myself and turn on some miners in the back room, you know, so to speak. So, uh, I just, it's fascinating to see the evolution of how energy is being looked at now as this revenue source, you know, instead of a, something that costs money, it's something that can make money if it's used correctly. Like, you know, I mean, not that it has energy is always used to make money and all kinds of machinery and stuff like that to produce things, but directly printing like this new money by mining blocks and getting new Bitcoin is a, is a, like a different level of using electricity, it seems. Right. I I talked to and on that point, I talked to Denver Bitcoin about this a little bit. And he yeah. was telling me that, you know, um, yes, there will be times where it's unprofitable to mine that Bitcoin. And if it's not, they can just turn around and sell it. So they're constantly having a revenue stream now instead of losses on the excess. Not yes. only that, they're they're paying fines if they don't use their actual gas. So. They actually have an alternative now. Could Beyond be paying fines, if they don't flare it correctly or whatnot. So now they have to put in infrastructure to burn it or, or vent it or whatever. So they're spending money to deal with it one way or another. So now they spend money to buy miners instead. And 
they're taking care of the obligation that you know to meet their requirements and making money doing it so it changes the game I believe it'll also displace some battery needs, not fully, obviously, but some percentage. It'll disrupt some percentage. It's almost guaranteed, right? That's what Norway is doing, right? They're using some renewable energy resource, stranded resources, right? I didn't read the paper, but saw some headlines. Um, well, I I don't think they fully got into that, but that's uh, something that I think they touched on. He said something about the Paris Agreement, so he's definitely thinking about it but um yeah denver denver was supposed to show up tonight but he had some stuff to do for work so he'll be on pretty soon and i'm sure he will go deep on that topic so you'll have to stick around for that one did you see anything about blockstream helping somebody was that them uh yeah that was them yeah they're in business with blockstream and they're gonna do something with in regards to mining with blockstream so they have already aligned themselves with the you know powerhouse in the in the industry, so it's it's pretty bullish news. Amazing! I actually got put into a group chat that I left from WhatsApp a long time ago today, and the first article that they posted after they put me back into this group chat was energy fud article of Bitcoin, and I was just like, no, like, god damn it, <laughs> didn't catch you early enough. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even on Twitter, I, I, I'm not sure if it was last week or the week before, but we've been seeing a lot of energy FUD in regards to Bitcoin mining. Actually, did you guys see, I think it was this morning, um, someone made a tweet about Bitcoin mining facilities and how the government should just straight up drone strike them. So <laughs> I was like, bro, what? <laughs> Like, That's the liberal mentality, man. Oh, literally, right? dude. It was out of control. Like, here we are I just know. trying to make the best money ever, and this guy's just like, oh, yeah, this is this. People shouldn't be doing this. Like, we should drone yeah. strike them. We're, we're the party of peace and tolerance, and you can use <laughs> your energy any way you want. But, oh, you're mining Bitcoin? Then they. They they act like they're gonna go on some like Call of Duty kill streak and drone strike you out of nowhere. Like that's just we're so ridiculous. Dude, people aren't allowed to get rich. Come on. Yeah, it's a sin, dude. Dude, there there was actually one. I remember reading a headline. There was one a government official in some country. I don't remember which one it was, but his whole argument was. They have to outlaw Bitcoin because people are getting rich too easily. <laughs> that was the head. That was his quote. Sounds people legit. are getting rich too easily. <laughs> people are getting dumber, huh? <laughs> <laughs> sounds sounds very logical. Dude, I swear the movie *Idiocracy* is a documentary. <laughs> it's a documentary <laughs> of the future. Of they now, shift it to us. It's yeah, now. maybe now. I mean, Trump was basically Camacho, you know, like he was just orange. So somebody in the future will actually think that's a documentary, though. So watch out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those jokes, guys. Those jokes. If we last that long, that'd be that'd be some <laughs> shit. That'd be some shit, guys. Uh, All right. Well, uh, anyone want to chime in before I uh, just keep uh, keep shit posting on live? live podcast 
in regards to the the energy piece, uh, I I. I think it's just really nice for the world to have a universal buyer of electricity that is just location independent. Like wherever, wherever you're producing energy, like Bitcoin can go there. And if, if you can't find a buyer, like Bitcoin will buy that energy. And the way that is like profitable for, for Bitcoin, it, it has to, has to be low cost energy. So, I mean, Bitcoin is just seeking out, energy at a discount and i think that's it's fantastic news for all the renewable energy that lots of folks are are pushing for because you know the production time doesn't always line up with the the usage time for things like solar or wind and it's it's nice to have sort of a a bitcoin battery uh because you know you know just regular batteries don't aren't always uh, efficient at storing energy. And so it's nice to have something like Bitcoin come along and say, hey, I'll, I'll buy that for you or from you and uh, just make things a little bit more efficient. Bullish. Thomas, man. Thomas, man, you made me more bullish. Also, to add to that, wouldn't you love a buyer every 10 minutes materializing just when you need it? Every 10 minutes, you could just have a buyer there. It's fucking awesome. Woo. Got the got the taint tingle, Nick. I got the tingle. It's about to pump. Dude, here in Texas, I wish we had fucking like wide scale Bitcoin mining. Cause like like when we had the power outages um earlier uh, like two weeks or two or three weeks ago, like if we had miners just producing like an excess of power, then they just shut it off and actually sell the people that are willing to pay for the power. But you know we don't have that yet, sadly. Ben, did you listen to the podcast that Marty Bet put out? It was for the Gamcast stream, and it was with some guy. I think his name was like Anaz. I I can't pronounce his last name, but he uh, was going over like OPEC, and he's a uh, an oil. I don't know exactly what he was, but he's like an oil representative or something like that. And they went pretty deep on on that topic that you just were talking about, and it's a really good I pod. Did not, yeah, you should check I it out. Yeah, it. it's super good. Yeah, yeah, as academic put in the chat, the guy skipped an OPEC meeting for the podcast with Marty Bent. So pretty legendary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we run this shit. <laughs> right? We run this. Alright, well I I I'm gonna segue because uh I think it's a good good pivot right there. So and and we got we got the legend himself Ben in here, so if you guys were on Twitter this weekend, there was a one of two big fiascos that happened. And first, I'm going to start with the Larpertarians. And I don't know if we're going to go too into the specifics on it, but essentially, Bitcoin autism screeched on Libertarians on Twitter, and it turned into a big old shit show. And then it, I guess, culminated in last night when Ben, you went, you went on Eric's show, and personally, I think you you killed it, even though you couldn't really get a word in. But uh, yeah, I mean, does someone want to sum it? Should we sum it up, Nick? Or, or I don't know, Ben, you want to put some thoughts in? I'm I'm sure everyone knows. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, yeah, maybe I start, can sum it, it up. Start, I don't know. It started out with like Eric tweeting out like like responding to the 1.9 tri- trillion stimulus and saying. Uh, you want to buy, it was like, precious metals, crypto, and land. Most importantly, land. 
And Vic was like, land is not the most important. It's Bitcoin. Here's the reasons why, which, you know, hopefully everyone in this chat knows why, you know, you know, land can be confiscated. Bitcoin cannot and all that jazz. And uh, instead of saying like, oh, that's a good point. Eric just said, you're a dumbass. And um, <laughs> you moist. <laughs> yeah. So. That basically, they took that personally and started like a feud where he's calling him like an idiot for not promoting Bitcoin. And uh, basically, like me and him were like dunking on Eric, like in like long ass threads, like all week. Um, and then eventually, culminated, he like did a stream where me and him called in, Vic called in first, and like the first half of it was decent, and then it got like you know, this just basically turned into throwing ad hominems at each other for the second half. But, uh, I mean, it was funny. And, like, Vig brought up a bunch of good points. He was just saying, like, we we have this tool that is Bitcoin that is bar none the best tool to destroy the state and is absent from your content. Or, like, you know, apparently it's been slightly in his content, but, like, by and large, it's not in his content in no meaningful ways. He's like, this is the problem. Like, we have... A, a tool and you have zero use of it or he doesn't have really any promotion of any tools for bringing down the state in his videos so like we both brought that up and um i mean by and large he just didn't want to accept that and he has and then like he kind of showed his ignorance like especially when he was like talking to me where he's like he talks about he like holds monero and like he thinks it's possible other coins could overtake bitcoin and he's saying oh i'm not clairvoyant and it's like Dude, you don't. It's like it was very obvious he didn't get it, but he wanted to. He claimed he did, and like, uh, it just really annoyed me that way. Bitcoin clairvoyant, hey, uh, fuck the world. <laughs> shoot it, Jim. Shoot it, Jim. Well, I know who you're talking about, but nobody has yet said who Eric is, and I think you should at least mention who this dude is and uh, why you're talking about it. He's like a libertarian influencer. He has like a anarchist band, and then he does like daily YouTube videos. Like some Isn't of them, like taking like Marvel and DC. No, it's like a heavy metal band. Oh, is it? Okay, I didn't know that part. Yeah, but like he I... mostly does like videos on like either like like you know like he's been doing a ton of great content this last year, just like criticizing like all this lockdown and mask bullshit. And, and his last name is July, correct? Eric July? Yeah, yeah, Eric July. Like, yeah. I think his Twitter Nobody's is at Eric D. July. I think his Twitter is. And he apparently yeah. has a lot of followers, yes? Yeah, he's got like 80. He's got like 90,000. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Right, so so you and Vake are calling him out on him, him promoting himself as a libertarian and not promoting Bitcoin, which we all know is inc incongruent. If you're yeah. a real libertarian, you understand Bitcoin matters and it's it's critical, and he's he's not talking to his followers about it, or he's buying Monero and they're doing what he does. <laughs> he's gonna and get like, people wrecked, and he's yeah. a fool. And he got two smart guys, Vic and you both know what you're talking about regarding Bitcoin, and the guy didn't give you enough uh, credibility or respect. Uh, you know, he didn't humble himself even a little. From what I hear, I didn't hear it live, but I, yeah. I've, I've seen tweets, I've seen stuff on Telegram. You guys have been talking about this, so I kind of know what's what's going on. The thing that annoyed me the most was, like, he just took, like, these, like, bullshit, pansy, like, uh, indefensible or in, like, attackable positions where he'd just be like, oh, I'm just, I'm just, I don't, you know, I don't know the future, and I don't want to promote something that could fail, potentially, and, 
And I was like, okay, but you give literally zero actionable advice. Like, you could convert a hundred million people to be libertarians, but they have like, there's they have no call to action because like, okay, I'm a libertarian, I want liberty. What are you gonna do now? Go vote? No. Obviously, we believe it's buy Bitcoin, but he doesn't even say you know buy guns or you know 3D print guns or stop paying taxes. All he just is is complain. This is why. So I was like trying to explain to him, this is why we call you a LARP because. You're just like complaining about the state without doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. And it, it takes balls to do like, I, I know it's kind of second nature to us now. And like all of us, or maybe not all of us, cause I don't know your financial situations, but I know a lot of us are all in on Bitcoin and some more like that takes balls and guts to put all, to put your entire net worth into something you really believe in. And that's something that people like him will not do because they, they don't believe in it. They don't understand it. And it, it scares them, I think. I really think it does scare them. And um, what, Jim? I was going to say it's from, it's from growing up in a fiat mindset and a statist mindset, you know, respecting and acknowledging taxation, uh, acknowledging that there's a class of people who are are quote unquote are rulers that make law that we have to follow. Um, I mean, you know, it's been indoctrinated in multiple generations, including me for the longest time. But now I just see it as uh, parasites stealing the wealth of most people because they have a monopoly on violence and money printing. Mm-hmm. So uh, he doesn't see it that dramatic yet. And he's not willing to opt out of fiat money and opt into libertarian free market money the best humanity's ever seen in the digital realm you know bitcoin he he doesn't i agree with what you said nick he doesn't believe it enough yet Mm -hmm. and one of the things that i gotta point out is in the debate or the argument he was having with vake and ben is every single time ben and vake would be making really good points in the thread he wouldn't continue commenting anymore he would quote tweet it and the reason for that being, and I 100% believe this, is that he knows he was getting destroyed. He didn't have an answer. So quote tweeting it allows his followers to see it. And that kind of like, you know, gets some of his little troops in there. And, you know, all of his fans are trolling Ben and Bay, calling him moist and stuff. And they don't even understand it. And it makes it makes them look even worse. It makes them look pathetic. And... Like this, this, there was this one, one of his fans was saying that Bitcoin maximalists are so toxic and so bad. And he just wishes someone would sit him down nicely and, you know, walk him through it. So me and a few other Bitcoiners commented on the post, like, Hey dude, here's some, here's some good advice, you know, do this and do that. And uh, you'll be, you'll be set. You'll be on your way. And the reply I got back was on that tweet. The reply I got back was. I don't care, nor did I ask for your advice. So get out of like get out of here. And I was like, "Fuck you!" And have fun staying poor. And like, like this this total like ignorant mentality. And it's like it makes me lose respect for him so much. And it's just I'm fully with Ben and Vake on if you're a libertarian, but if you're not into Bitcoin, you you're just larping and you don't really care. Like. What has Eric actually done in the past few years? Like, yeah, he spread the message of liberty, which is really good. 
and I applaud him for that. But again, there's no actionable thing being done. Like it's just he's sitting in the same chair for the same X amount of years, saying the same stuff over and over again. And being a libertarian, especially a smart one, who you argue with people on like the radical left all day, that's he probably loves that. Like it's like beating up on little kids. Like he's not gonna lose that fight. But when someone like Vake and Ben, who really understand this stuff and challenge his uh, point of view, and honestly are way smarter than him, he can't handle it. That's why when when Ben and Vake were destroying him on the on the podcast debate, he would just cut him off every five seconds and then just spew nonsense and not let them speak. Yeah, I mean, like the problem, like. The crux of the problem is just like he thinks like just converting people to libertarianism is effective. But like like Vague said on the thing like that you're playing the political game of just trying to get votes, but we know votes don't work. Like so we need an economic attack, and that is what Bitcoin is. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what his game plan is. Like past like like what what is his game plan past? like getting people focused on liberty like is he just like and that's what i asked him i was like so what do you, besides bitcoin what do you think could take down the state he's like well if we just had a collective like all leave the state at once and i like totally broke that down like that's not yeah. possible that's not socially scalable and he's like uh, after breaking it down for him he's like okay well maybe not that but i still don't think bitcoin is the only solution we couldn't name other solutions so it's just like dude like just get on the fucking train Dude, I I literally remember. I I I remember you said, okay, what is the solution to decreasing the state, the size of the state, other than guns and Bitcoin? And what did he answer? He backtracked on something and he completely ignored it. And he did that so many times. And it's like, dude, just answer the damn question. Like, and another thing, dude, if you're wrong about something. There's literally no shame in saying, "Hmm, maybe there's something I'm missing here, or maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong about this." Like, yeah, that's I, what I, I wanted. Know. Like, if it was just like, you know, oh, okay, maybe I am ignorant on this. I should look into it more. We could have saved hours of time, but you just had to come doubling down. Like, no, dude, I'm an OG. I'm an expert. I know what I'm talking about. It's like, dude, we have, you have some fucking like people that have been in this space for a long ass time. Like, just let us like explain ourselves and like. I don't know. Well, to to your uh, benefit, Ben, you were very cordial and respectful. Uh, I thought you played it very well. You know, I was shooting you in the DMs like Ben is our Bitcoin politician because <laughs> I sure as hell know if I was on there, I would have been a lot more like vague and would have been like losing my shit. But uh, just just in reference to Eric in particular, it seemed to me. Like, not only would he not let you guys get in a word when you guys were trying to elaborate on stuff, but it just seemed like he was trying to save face, you know? Like, he he wanted to make it seem like we are the emotional ones, whereas he was definitely getting emotional and defensive on, you know, all the different topics. And it just seemed like he's one of the guys that, like, he's so used to intellectually bullying people that when he gets into a corner that he may not be able to argue, he's, he's just instantly able to, like, bully you out of your position because it's his show. So I was definitely getting the vibe that he was super defensive. 
And um, just like I, I was sitting there because I, I only really caught your part, Ben, and I caught a little bit of a uh, Vake's part before he he put it behind like his server paywall or whatever. So like to answer Nick's question, like it's like the, what he had in the in the name of the title, you like monetize your haters. So he you know, he's just trying to monetize the attention and, you know, spread the word of liberty or what have you. And um, so that he can make more fiat and like I'll, I'll take his word for the fact that he probably has been in Bitcoin for a while, but it does seem very larpitarian to not push Bitcoin at least as a tool to freedom and liberty. And, you know, like I guess I get his point on where he was saying, oh, like my fan base won't won't like me just pushing Bitcoin all the time and, and he'll lose followers or whatever but it just seemed like the whole argument was kind of like my clout like i i can't lose my clout and my fan base like i know what my fans want and it's like yeah i mean you you may be right on that point but like i i kept getting the like henry ford uh quote in my head like if if uh <laughs> If I if I listened to the audience and they would want like what was it like horses with more legs or or faster horses or what have you and they wouldn't want cars so like it just goes back to I don't know if you guys listened to uh, the Rollo and Slappy show but Vake was on there talking about libertarians and how they haven't pushed Bitcoiners or have they haven't pushed Bitcoin and it just it just seems like a culmination of what everything we're saying that. You know, people just like to, at least in the libertarian world, and, and I'm like new to the libertarian world. I, I never really knew about it until I became a Bitcoiner. And then I was like, oh, shit, if, if there was a political perspective, then I'm probably libertarian. And so I've been, you know, diving down that rabbit hole. But from uh, from their point of view, a lot of libertarians, they don't really push Bitcoin and, and they're just happy with complaining about the system and it's it just reminds me of like uh remember in the early or like 2010s where we had a lot of those quote unquote awareness campaigns for all these different social justice warrior uh problems so it seems like libertarians are just on that same train of let's you know let's bring awareness to the problem and and that'll you know like solve itself where bitcoiners are like no like if you really want to solve this problem then opt out buy bitcoin and hold it and, and get more people on the train so that you can think like we and, and you know, free themselves. And so it, it was kind of funny hearing him talk about culture and him going on like, well, I'm, I'm trying to change the culture of the people. And, you know, then he just puts out more more YouTube videos and like Bitcoiners, you know, we all have the meme like Bitcoin changes you. You don't change Bitcoin like Bitcoin actually changes your culture. Like the more you stack sats, the more you hodl. Like you, you have to change or else you'll get wrecked or, or you'll sell and, and, you know, you'll become Bitcoin deranged. And like Bitcoin has a way of literally changing humans and, and not only changing humans, but it, it has that libertarian ideals instilled in it. And that's why we all love Bitcoin. And that's why we're so savage. And uh, I was joking with, with Ben in, in the DMs. And I was like, dude, you got to be more respectful, bro. Like, you're too mean. Like, what are you doing? How can you be so mean? And so um, I, I thought this was a good transition because our friend Ty Kawamoto put up a tweet sometime this weekend about how he's so glad that bitcoin doesn't need us because if it did we'd be fucked 
And so <laughs> it kind of brought the idea of like, does, does Bitcoin need better PR? And I know that we're going to say no. It's because like, I personally was drawn to the Bitcoin space, the Bitcoin only space via Bitcoin maximalists, via, you know, quote unquote assholes online and just being so convicted in their ideas that you're like, okay, maybe these crazy motherfuckers have a point. Like I need to look into that. So I think it's hilarious that people get turned off of Bitcoin and they don't want to hold it and they're willing to sell their bags because of mean Bitcoiners. And it's like, dude, Bitcoin is for enemies. Like I don't like everyone that holds dollars. I don't like everyone that holds fiat, but it doesn't mean that I'm not going to hold that money if I need it. So it is... I think, uh, like Jim said, uh, a problem of the fiat mind state that, you know, it's, it's, we're so used to this ingrained system that when you have to choose your own money, when you have to have conviction in something, it like scares people off. So guys, you, do you think Bitcoin needs better PR or do we need to get more toxic? <laughs> so, I mean, Ben, Ben was super polite. Uh, Ben, Ben was I think the Dude, most Ben was ever. too polite. <laughs> ben was too polite. I'm just gonna throw that out there that I read it like just now because like uh, I didn't read it earlier, and that dude is not a libertarian. That dude is a politician, and she, he's a he's definitely a sheep in supposed wolves clothing. Fuck that dude. Mm-hmm. One thing I wanted to touch on of Optimus that you were talking about him about is he is all for pushing liberty and freedom on his channel. As long as he pleases his subscribers, he won't actually do anything else outside that. Like, and we don't fly with that shit because, I mean, we know content's out there for free all the time. People make content for free, like, let's just say in the Bitcoin space. Like, if you pay for people for content, you're you're probably getting fooled out, you know? Like, I'm not paying anyone for Bitcoin content unless it's like a book, you know, on Amazon or something like that. Like... I'm not paying for to watch people's videos or subscribe uh, subscribe to their newsletter or whatever. And it's kind of like that's just such like a low blow to see like man I won't I won't push Bitcoin on my channel because my my current viewers won't like it. Well, it's like first of all, if you pushed Bitcoin on your channel, like Bitcoin maximalism and you you know you hung around the the Bitcoin crowd your following would go up by I don't even know how much. And that's, you know, we've seen, you have all seen on Twitter when big name people get into the space and even not even that big name, but just other influencers get into the space and mention Bitcoin. We go ballistic on them (laughs) on Twitter and we like, we'll support the shit out of them. I think even if uh, we like, even if it did like, Say it cut his audience like like nine percent. He only had ten percent of his audience. It's still infinitely better because now he has people actually doing something. Yeah, and it's like the the quality of followers he would lose versus the quality of followers is just so much better. Yeah, agree. Can we all agree that he's dumb? Like, and finish with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I I don't think he's dumb. He's he's definitely educated, but he's he's misunderstood Bitcoin. And you know, when it's like when when your identity is tied up in in a certain perspective, then it's hard for you to stray from that. And 
You know, as Bitcoiners, I think it exposes egos a lot. You know, yeah, it, yeah, I, that you said it better than I could. Like Ben you know, didn't deserve that, man. I'm sorry, man. That that screams to me like low level because Ben was just being nice and like, like what the fuck is that? That's like you would never say that to his face. You'd get knocked out. Come on, man. You would never treat somebody like that in person. That's some internet shit. You're moist. <laughs> I'm pissed, uh, man. I'm pissed. I don't know what that means. Sorry, me neither. Honestly, if moist doesn't mean you're a pussy, then I, I like, I'm not, I'm not really into that word. But it's just hilarious. It's, it's hilarious to me. Um, moist means bullish, man. I'm moist every time I look at the price. And me and Vake have embraced that. We have uh, moist avatars now on Twitter. Do you? Dang, they're dripping, eh? <laughs> um but but ben there's one point that uh eric brought up that i thought uh i didn't i don't have in the show notes but i i tweeted it to, or i dm'd you about it and i was just sitting there like losing it watching i'm like ben destroy him and it was him on the idea like as as i i tweeted last night like bitcoin clairvoyant fuck the world and um so his his I guess normie fud of, oh, I, I can't be sure that Bitcoin is the only one. What if another coin comes along? And that's like it's that's like such an elementary fud line. And like I, I love the way that Aoi always puts it and he's like, if a new coin can come along and knock Bitcoin off, then what's gonna stop another coin to knock that coin off? And that just goes on ad infinitum where you like it will never be good money if another quote-unquote money another coin can come along and knock your coin off so like who's going to save value in something that can't store value over long term and it's like you were saying ben if if another coin knocks off bitcoin then then the whole crypto space is basically dead and we're gonna have to you know start from scratch and try to do it all over again and it's like that was just such an elementary point to be stuck on and and then to go into shit coins and all that and it was just like man all right, like he fully he doesn't get it, and and I loved how you were trying to go into like Austrian economics and one you know like one money will win, and then he kind of got mad and was like, "How are you gonna force people to do this?" And it's like, "Oh my god, okay, like whatever, dude. I I see where you're coming from." On the on the PR front, like if you yeah. come to do a Bitcoin, nothing we can really do. Like, uh, it's just like. We're so willing to help you out, um, and like the toxic stuff only comes out when you know they're they're shilling scams or or they're trying to like get gotcha moments like uh, Francis Coppola, you know, doing her. It, it, it Bitcoiners just expose their terrible takes on this because they're they're completely wrong, <laughs> and so the the math and this the engineering and the the science is is on our side. Believe the science. I was going to say this. I was I was going to say something similar that uh, Bitcoiners are toxic because they get intolerant of stupidity and people unwilling to look at the facts or do a little research. But anybody, even even people that are staunch haters of Bitcoin, if they come around and they and they're humble about it and they actually really really want to learn. I don't, man, I haven't seen a person yet turn that away. Uh, we, we, we embrace them. We say, come on, man, let's, let's talk. We'll show you what we're talking about here. Cause we're not afraid to show what we're doing and explain it and justify it. 
and you question their narrative and they get defensive because they don't take the same position, you know? So it's really, it's sad, uh, but there's a lot of people that, you know, that's just how they, that's how they do it, you know? And I, th I think he's one of them, uh, you know? Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I, I think you're right. I mean, you know, I, I'm pretty sure in his mind he thought he won the debate, but as Bitcoiners, we know what really happened. So hopefully there's some people that heard the debate and were like, okay, maybe I need to check out this Bitcoin stuff. And if not, you know, they'll they'll buy in at 100K like everyone else. And it just, it is what it is. So, you know, shouts out to everyone that gets I, it out there. I, Get it, man. I had one of his viewers uh, DM me asking me about Bitcoin. So hey, at least there one you go. Thing. Doing Satoshi's work over there, Ben. <laughs> Let's go. And uh, Optimus, yeah. I, I think 100K would be a little too cheap for them. I'd prefer <laughs> them to buy in much, much later. <laughs> yeah, for their transgressions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, shit. I guess since we're already on... Um, the fiascos of what what happened this weekend did uh did you guys see uh jack dorsey's shit coining twitter nfts and not only did you see it but did you see the aftermath where he uh apparently sold his tweet and then then he said oh this is gonna end at the end of this month and then i'm gonna roll the proceeds into bitcoin so like he literally is scamming motherfuckers on Twitter and is like, this is experimentation. So, everyone's a scammer, B. I don't know what more we need to say on that one. Yeah, and a scammer bought it, I'm pretty sure. I think Justin's son paid like two and a half million for it. Two and a half million, Jesus. For a picture of a tweet. Yeah. Oh wow! Since since I brought up NFT, did you see? Uh, I think it, what Christopher, who's the podcast you like? Is it NLW? Nathaniel. Yeah, I love NLW. Did Did you uh, see his yeah, tweet this morning one. about uh, how the lefty social justice warriors have caught on to NFTs and how they're bad, and that NFTs are ruining the world? <laughs> like, just a little sidebar. I thought that was pretty hilarious. He's like, uh, one thing I didn't have in mind is the social justice warriors uh, hating on NFTs. So I, don't know, I thought that was kind of uh, funny. I mean, if they are using a blockchain, it's it's going to be kind of wasteful because I, I think a blockchain <laughs> just in general as, you know, the exhaust of the system. Like, why would I have to store someone else's data if if I'm not creating the best money in existence or giving someone a way out? Like, I mean, I'm so happy to have the Bitcoin blockchain, but if it's any other blockchain, like, what? I don't want to have to buy another solid state drive or, or store any of that data. It costs me money. But think Dude, about they don't the even artists. let you store it. They don't even let you store it. It's like impossible to, to run nodes with all these other blockchains. Are you kidding? What is even the point? <laughs> Did you guys see that? Because the moon. Hitting <laughs> Did, did you guys see by any chance that they're associating NFTs with Bitcoin mining? Because with the, that overlap, uh, there was like one, I think Gigi like reposted it and blew it up or something. It was just blowing up everywhere where everyone was retweeting it. And it was the, the video of the flare gassing reduction. 
And those that comment section scared the living daylights out of me, man. That <laughs> shit was like I vomited in my mouth three times, and I I couldn't sleep last night. I was sh- I, honestly, man, that shit that shit just makes me sad. Oh man, no, I, I don't think I saw that. I I saw some talk about that uh, viral mining video that went around, but I, I don't think I saw Gigi's uh, tweet about it. Well, basically, he's just saying, look at the comment section. And when you do, and you start going down that rabbit hole, and you see all the Bitcoiners trying to defend the FUD, the FUD is just so strong because they just end up calling you guys, like, everyone idiots, you know? And you're like, I even had one interaction. And I'm like, wow, like, this whole pronoun in the bio thing, like, I got to I gotta have a filter, like, somehow. We got to filter these people out so they can't even comment on the shit because they're just creating unnecessary misinformation. It's like, it's crazy. They're like real politicians, man. These liberals, man, I don't even get it. <laughs> Well, I, it, I know I know Nassim Talib is is hated <laughs> on, but his his quote "intellectual yet idiot" is perfect for those kinds of people. He does bro, bring some intellectual good stuff. though. Why? Well, they think oh, they are. That's the problem. They bro, actually oh, like man. have college degrees. So, it, 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 dude, it's when also, you get insulted, gosh. when you get insulted, when you get insulted, that's a rap. Ain't no intellectual there, man. That's why Taleb lost all his leverage. He started insulting everyone. He's a fucking asshole. <laughs> And he lost all his leverage. You can't insult people and expect to get anywhere in life. Didn't we teach that in kindergarten? Isn't that what we're teaching here right now? You know, it's like, God damn it. Well, I mean, Bitcoiners definitely start swinging. Like, <laughs> they'll, they'll start insulting people instantly. But it's also, like Jim said, you know, it, it's uh, just like cutting through the bullshit and, and being tired of all of it. And uh, Chicken before the egg, man. Once you get flipped orange, you realize that, you know, the egg really came first and those people are really the people who set you off. Cause like, I forget the other guy's name who's really genuine and he, he was most, uh, mostly talkative today. Um, not Ben seems like an older gentleman. I just forgot Jim. his handle. Jim, Jim. Yeah. And he, he mentioned it where if They're you're genuine, Jim. if you genuine, you'll get genuine energy. And that's one thing that I think is the, is the best entrance to Bitcoin. You know, if you get, if you just come genuine, you get genuine. And I think that's like, that's real karma right there, man. Instantaneously, you know, Bitcoin Twitter is karma, man. I also just love the fact that we can literally ignore these people and their opinions really are irrelevant because at the end of the day, like you have economic power and you really don't have to listen. Uh, One, guys, the most, pairing, the most liquid I, pairing just you're saying is Bitcoin and salt futures. It's literally the biggest, it's the most liquid pairing, man. It's amazing. So don't throw eggs at me just yet, but hear me out. So third layer on top of lightning. Yeah, we have third layer and we can mint NFTs on Bitcoin. And but not as uh, artwork or digital signature. But um, basically imagine if you have to buy a house or a car. Yeah, you have to go through different middlemen and like all kinds of paperwork and it's, you know, not efficient. So if we can build kind of decentralized database where you can transfer the ownership of a car just by clicking around. And so I give you this NFT, you send me BTC and basically you now own the car and it is like everyone accepts the ownership of the car. So in this way, I think NFT is fucking awesome and it will kill a lot of bureaucracy and it will like reduce the friction from the system. So in this way, I believe that it might work. And like people hating NFT, I don't think that people like taking enough time to think what the implications might be. And I think as a transfer of 
fucking ownership of uh, real estate or anything else, I think it's pretty dope and amazing. I don't know how to technically achieve that, but I think there's a great potential in that. Like, that's destroying a that's lot of like the, the Oracle problem that people talk about is yeah. when you bring physical things into the blockchain world, then there's always room for tampering. So like, how do you actually prove that the house was, I mean, yeah, you have a more secure, like, piece of information, I guess, but you can't really like dictate what happens in the physical world. Again, if you have the unified uh, marketplace, like imagine 15, 20, 40 years down the line where it's full Bitcoinization and we are one global human race and the rules are enforced by 3D printed guns. So I think it's pretty safe to assume that it's possible to achieve that. Well, but even if it were, weren't like, if you lose the NFT, you're no longer the owner of the house. You know, like it. it it's like a Weinicus. Or just somebody comes up in your house and takes it from you. Like <laughs> you have your your fancy little token, but like that guy's sitting in your house. <laughs> but hence why I said 3D guns. I mean, I don't know. Ben Ben's the the Oracle guy, but the the street log contracts are a little different. So I don't know, Ben. You still there? What you got any thoughts on this? Yeah, I kind of voice what you guys are saying. I don't think bridge like there's no really gap that you can bridge here, and uh, it's not you don't really want to mix like blockchains and the real world or anything digital really with the real world in that case. So one of the ways to optimize this, like how can we eliminate all this bureaucracy and all this paperwork? Is there any way to go around that? Defund them from stacking sats. I mean that that only exists because of like our pro- current political system. Like, you don't really have people claiming like, "This is my house." Like, it's just like we just have to do this stuff because the government demands it. It's if not go- a bad th- thing either. You need like regulation in terms of like property ownership and stuff. You know, you want like some assurance. I mean, I think title insurance is super cheap and it works really well. And how many people do you know that have bought a house and been like, oh, whoops, this is owned by somebody else? Like, it's it's like trying to solve a problem that isn't there in in, in developed countries. Maybe in other countries, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Maybe maybe for really small niche use cases, but man, the infrastructure that is needed to build to like actually custody those keys and like you said, not have that $5 wrench attack, lose your entire house. Like, I mean... Yeah, and it it's, it's more so that. like you're fixing the money problem and then people have to be just like more honest in general and just be like better people. Yep. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I didn't think about stealing a token. I was thinking that it's uh, kind of floored in a way that cannot be tempered. And uh, kind of, again, if we talk about digital signatures like pgp and then if you can kind of sign the token in a way that we know that it's your token and even if you lose it you can kind of mint this token again so i mean like an ownership that is attached to the property kind of you know but not by just losing the token itself but um like if you have again if we're talking about verifying your identity and full doxing yourself it's not the best way to go but I believe there is possibility to create a system where you can dox yourself to one individual that you want. And it's kind of, you know, everyone can see that it's you and it's your signature. And then you are the owner of the house because you own the token. You can like 
verify that you are the owner i don't know i'm just uh, trying to to find maybe like this you know like government does have a role in some things and that is like maybe not something that like you know you can rely on them to have your back on those kinds of things and bitcoin will make the best governments be the ones that went out you know I think you kind of made a good point there, though. Like you, like you could do like a PGP signature for like you know, instead of like you know signing it, like with a pen on a piece of paper saying I transfer the deed of my house, you do a PGP signature that's like digital and cryptographically verifiable. Like that's fine, but we don't need to like build blockchain infrastructure for this stuff. Like yeah, that's why I was talking about. I like guess it's more like eliminating stuff. layers and stuff. Sorry, yes. but, but so you're Hmm? So um, what I'm imagining is like a global free market where I can right now with few clicks buy fucking islands in, uh, you know, whatever in Oceania, you know, nothing stops me from that. But theoretically to do it right now, I don't know what I have to do. I don't know if, there, if it's even possible to buy real estate in different countries. So like I believe the technology will advance and it should advance to create one single global free market that everyone can buy anything you want, you know. And like transferring of ownership rights, I think it's super dope idea. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like we definitely don't need any other chains for that. But if it's like you know built on top of Bitcoin, so I think it's you know it should be pretty solid. How safe do you guys think social security numbers are? Because if you have a PGP key, you have to not keep at all. And the government knows that it's the same thing, just a more complicated social security number, realistically, right? So I'm not sure. You know, I don't know if any of this is actually necessary or really useful and definitely not investable right now. I mean, who would buy Bitcoin because you could do an NFT on it? Like, like, who cares? You know, if it's if it happens and it's useful, great. If not, you definitely shouldn't be holding Ethereum just because they have NFTs because every blockchain will have this stuff like that's like competing with them. Like they're competing for nonsense. You know, you see Cardano and you listen to Charles Hoskinson talk about, you know, putting training wheels on African financial systems and they should all just use cardano well what other opinion would he have you know i i don't see any sustainable development in his resume and all these people want to like oh yeah developing countries like if they're not on the bitcoin standard like they're fucked that's yeah basically. i completely agree completely agree like i definitely see like there's no need to buy a fucking screenshot of a tweet or you know a pgp picture that yeah, i can like screenshot and send to anyone in the world it's complete uh, nonsense yeah but i just um, don't think that we need to dismiss the whole idea of transferring of ownership from one person to another because i think it can open really insane potential for free market yeah yeah to, to your point i mean like i, I I don't want to take the position that like Bitcoiners are like against smart contracts. Cause I mean, we're, we, we like to, to add those and to incorporate them. Like, I mean, look at like it, Edelneum or, uh, oh, but basically it's Ethereum built on lightning. So you can, you can run any of the smart contracts that you would on Ethereum just without the shitcoin. So you could just do it on Bitcoin. I mean, lightning channels themselves are just contracts between two people or two nodes. Uh, so, so, you know, we can have, you know, smart contracts go on and, you know, for, for some of these like property uh, issues, like we, we might come out with a somewhat a federated solution because I mean, a, a deed is essentially like, I mean, either an agreement between two people, but then uh, you've also got, you know, a, some, some type of authority to, to enforce 
you know, the, the, the veracity of that contract. Uh, so you're not selling a house you don't own or something. So, so yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be lots of like federated solutions in the future that might solve this problem. The, the problem is that like you're dealing with physical items, like I've mentioned before, but it's also a jurisdictional problem. Like you can't just go and buy something in another country because you have to deal with those countries laws. So it's like, you're not dealing with money now. It's physical property that is in that jurisdiction. So it's not like a free for all, I guess. Uh, hopefully Bitcoin will destroy all the governments who have freedom of movements uh, granted to everyone. So that won't be a problem, hopefully. <laughs> I wish, I wish. Soon. Bitcoin fixes this. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Whew, beautiful. Well, we got a question that... Uh, Get on the fucking train. <laughs> we got a question that Jessifer brought up last night. It's like, oh no, it, it wasn't Jessifer. It was actually Jackie. Um, and it was, uh, are we the apostles? Like how many times does orange coin have to die? And for us to see it, you know, come back from the dead. And, you know, we, we, we got called cult members this week and that's always fun. I think we've, uh, we've accepted that we're in the Bitcoin cult and that we are a part of a new religion known as Bitcoin. So are we, are we the, you know? Are we the 12 apostles, but the, we're the, I don't know, I don't know how many plebs are on Twitter, the 10,000 plebs, you know, like, we're just the ones that see it, and we're just going to go out there and uh, spread the sound money gospel. It's like, it, it, it just, it goes back to, it's funny as a Bitcoiner, there's times when you're so deep down the rabbit hole, you're like, man, are we the crazy ones, or are they the crazy ones? And then, you know, something like the acre shareholder letter comes out and you're like, no, like we get it. You know, if, if other people are getting it, then, then we get it. So I don't know, man. It, it just like, I guess, I guess for lack of better terms, you know, like once you understand and once you know, there's just like no point in doubting yourself and, and conviction tends to scare people. So I guess I guess we're uh we're like those ancient soldiers that burn their ships going to war. And uh, dude, we're we're definitely right. Like, look at look at the characters that are putting out research and stuff like that. You know, it's it's all like very well thought out intellectual people that are putting out this information now, like fudsters. You know, I I had a great conversation on this one today with somebody, and. They were like, listen, I'm selling some real estate because, um, you know, and I was like, okay, like, you know, how'd you get it? He's like, oh, I just got lucky and inherited some real estate and now I'm selling it because the market's just crazy. And I was like, that's a great idea. He's like, what should I do with the money? And I'm like, you're not going to like what I have to say right now. <laughs> and he goes, why not? I always <laughs> like it. It made me a lot of money. What do I do? And I'm like, market buy Bitcoin in like three buys and it's a lot of money, you know? And he goes three and I'm like, fine, four. <laughs> and he's just, he just, so he like, you know, all his money's on BlockFi. I've been sending him BlockFi FUD for two weeks. And today I just had enough and I just went off on him. And I think he's buying a cold card and market buying Bitcoin, but yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Finally, Let's you know, we go. only have to get the 60K, but we're here. 
Well, uh, I did have uh, the BlockFi FUD. Uh, it, it didn't seem like FUD yesterday, but today it might seem like we were being a little paranoid and, and overblowing it out of proportion. But you weren't, man. I have inside information that you weren't, man. Oof. So, so uh, this stays in here. If it fall, if it goes out of here, that means we got well, a mole. All right. It is recorded. We're only on a live stream. <laughs> well, I'll you, let's, let's when we stop recording after, I got you guys. How about that? Okay. All right. Well, uh, I mean, did you guys see the tweet? Um, it was Matt O'Dell's tweet after Barry Silbert announced that. Uh, Grayscale is is uh, in the works of creating an ETF, and I think BlockFi bought into the Grayscale fund or or DCG. Um, and Odell's tweet was, "It feels like a bailout for BlockFi." So I don't know. I mean, I I'm definitely with you, Shishi. Like I I have been asked that particular question on should I like literally this last week someone was like. Uh, you didn't you didn't tell me about this wallet that uh I can gain interest on my Bitcoin and I already knew it was gonna go to BlockFi, and I'm like um like what's the name of this wallet if it's what I think it is like I wouldn't recommend it and obviously it was BlockFi and then I had to you know go through the whole like it's not worth the risk you know like you, you gaining six percent on your Bitcoin isn't worth the risk of losing the you know the two hundred percent upside every year and you had to go into all the risk reward you know talk and it's like it just it turns into a headache and then and then to see what we saw the other day where uh they stopped uh new participant signups and then their website was acting weird i don't know man it just we have it over here as block fire is a little iffy so i don't know i guess i guess after the show we'll we'll hear some some news but definitely don't even you know Dude, not iffy at all. Send them over. Send them over to me, and I'll brainwash them properly. <laughs> there we go. Um, all right. Well, we'll 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 switch from that topic. But um, we have, we have a few few things on the list. But uh, it seems like we've uh, been going on for a little while. One thing that I wanted to note that we put on here is that via Glassnode, they came out with a report. Or I don't know if it was a report, but their chart just uh, got released that we have a, a two-year low on Bitcoin on exchanges. So shout out to everyone out there that is withdrawing their coin, putting it in cold storage, or at least putting in a wallet with, uh, you know, seeds on keys that they own. So it seems like, you know, the Bitcoin maxis are, are doing their job out there and spreading the wisdom and hopefully less people will get wrecked into the future. And yeah, academic people are lazy, and and I'm definitely one of them. Sometimes it it's yeah, I, I won't lie. Sometimes it takes me a little while to get some coin off exchanges, but I'll get wrecked for that. But we have it here under the hashtag Sat Squeeze, so it's looking like uh you know it's about to pump, and the price is is going up. We didn't hit the 60k tonight, but we are at 55, you know, 56k. So soon soon tm will be seeing the mega pumps and um we got this last question from jackie and uh shout out to him he's not here tonight because uh it's 4 a.m for him over there on the uh the the european side he's he's probably dreaming of pasta and all that good stuff but uh he wanted to 
give us a give actually the listeners a PSA of, of don't get spoof. Like who is out there selling your bitcoins? Because like we've been saying it for weeks, and we brought up the show that you know institutions are out there buying your bitcoins, and they are doing you know well we can't we can't really point our finger at them, but there is some stuff on the exchanges and and the market order books that. It looks like they're spoofing the price, guys. So, you know, don't get shooken out. Just read more, study more podcasts, you know, gain your conviction. <laughs> yeah, Ben loses or selling Bitcoin. <laughs> Ooh, savage. Yeah, I agree. It reminds me like last night when you were with Eric, he's all like, uh, but people believe in Monero. You're like, yeah, they're idiots. <laughs> but people believe in gold. Yeah, they're idiots. <laughs> I guess the people selling are, are the ones that don't get it. So, yeah, dude, truth does hurt. I don't know. Do you guys have any uh, any words of wisdom for anyone out there that might be thinking of selling or, or getting spoofed or getting scared out there? Because, I mean, I don't even look I'll at the I'll gladly price take them off your hands. <laughs> exactly. Sell them to me. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. All right, well, let me see what I got over here. I mean, Michael Saylor said on Saifedean's podcast, he literally said, I mean, he is an institutional buyer, and he knows other institutional buyers, and he said, if you are selling right now, you are selling straight to their hands. So it's at, it's at the point where it's like, if, if you just have no self-respect and you want to give – the already wealthy more money and like you give your one chance of creating some big wealth like that's that's on you if you sell right now you're gonna be looking like the equivalent of the pizza guy except you won't, wouldn't have created gpu mining so you'll be mega wrecked don't be pizza guy Pizza guy was a revolutionary, man. You'll just be an asshole. <laughs> yeah. He'll be on the bottom of the pizza guy pile. I love it. I love oh, it. The worst. Soggy pizza crust? Ew. Oh, yeah, that sounds bad. Oh, one thing I didn't bring up. Uh, last week, we brought up the fact that Bottle Pay was flagging coin joins uh, this week, or I think a few days after we released last week's uh, Teacher's Lounge. It came to everyone's, um, oh, what, I'm blanking right here. Everyone's uh, view or uh, knowledge that attention, uh, attention. That's the word. Ooh, dang man, full on brain fart. Uh, it came to everyone's attention that uh, Bitstamp has been flagging coin joins after withdrawals. So um, I don't know, guys. It it seems like the the you know analytics game is uh you know the blockchain police are are cracking down on the coin joins and i know ben this this is kind of a question that just came up to me and i've been seeing it going around on on twitter but do you think that this is a knock on coin joins and like in particular that they aren't as efficient as we think they are or that just we need more people using them to basically you know hide in a crowd i'd say both I mean, like, I mean, kind of the main problem is that these exchanges are, like, being more cautious than they need to be. 
like coin join isn't illegal and there's no reason they should be flagging a coin join like you know the coin join is just like multiple pe people doing a transaction in the same uh, like at the same time so i don't know like i think things like coin swap will help with this where you can like do it more private like you could get privacy without like making it explicit that you're doing a private action but uh I, don't know, I think I don't think it'll be a huge problem. I think this is a great topic. I think this is an awesome topic because I feel like there's tons of confusion on this. And one thing that I've seen is that CoinJoin is not that effective, clearly. Not yet, at least. Like, I think Ben's answer is awesome. And one thing just to add on to it is just the more times you move your Bitcoin, the more steps it takes to get you to cold storage, the riskier it is. There's no way around it. Every time you press buttons, room for error. So, just the, the part that like uh, you know, coin joins are you know pretty exciting for me because you know one for the for the privacy reasons, um, which you know like of course they're they're never gonna reach the end and we say we have perfect privacy because it's just not gonna happen in a fully accountable system that we have like in 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 Bitcoin, but. Uh, for, from like the fungibility standpoint, I mean, just coin joins kind of make the coins more more equal, which just always helps the space because, you know, we don't want to have a, a market develop where, you know, you've got clean coins, you know, ones that, that might be dirty. I, it's really important for a money to have to, to be fungible. So, so we can kind of just mix all those histories together and say, hey, these these tokens are are equivalent. Bullish. Yeah, and coin join and like any Bitcoin privacy thing is super important. Just uh, you know, while we're in this transition period of fiat still existing, we have to deal with like these stupid regulators. But that's a temporary problem. You know, talking Bullish. about temporary transitional periods, did you guys see that tweet from Scaramucci today? No, I didn't. What was it? So um, apparently Larry Kudlow, who's on the National Economic Council, uh, it's a kind of private call, basically told people that um, the Fed basically doesn't like Bitcoin, but they see it as completely inevitable in the current climate. Bullish. Let's go. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense of why people like uh, Gary Gensler are in the SEC now. I mean, it really just seems like they know a train wreck is coming and they're just biding time. Well, I mean, they definitely are. They just announced a stimulus, another stimulus. So, you know, I, I can't believe personally that everyone in the you know federal reserve or central banks are as stupid as we make them out to be they are you know definitely intelligent people over there so they have to be seeing the signs on the wall like we are and maybe you know they're just so ingrained in the system that they're stuck and they don't really you know they they really have no option but to continue printing money and and you know trying to fight bitcoin but like we've been saying for a while, it's like Bitcoin is inevitable. Hence, hence why Ben was on the stream last night, being like, "Bitcoin already won." 
Like you're you're you know pull your head out of your ass. Like Bitcoin's unstoppable at this point. So it dude like this year and and the 2020s or yeah the whole decade is going to be very interesting as a Bitcoiner to be a part of and and to see it unfold and you know it's going to be some exciting scary times coming up because uh, numbers going to go up and with that comes all the fun you know all the fud and and the the gains and the technology improvements and so it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a fun ride guys like I, we we're, yeah. we're in for one and not to get too too crazy but uh in terms of them seeing what's uh what's coming down the pipe i don't think it's an accident that this uh this formerly temporary security perimeter at the capitol is apparently going to become permanent now did you guys hear about that i saw some rumors about that like a couple of weeks ago but i'll I'll take your word for it and i'll have to go verify yeah man i think once uh people realize what's actually happening with with the money people are gonna freak out Whew. so they already know dang yeah this should should sound fun. Uh, ben, what was the other actionable advice Bro. you were saying? Buy guns. <laughs> Buy Bitcoin. <laughs> Winicus. I was saying like we're t- we're talking about like taking down the Federal Reserve and state, and like all these other people are fucking talking about NFTs. <laughs> It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's like, hey, buy my artwork. I'm like, yo, the Federal Reserve, dog. We're gonna take them down. Oh, well, you just brought up a point because um, I was shilling economics in one lesson to one of my friends. He he's been trying to study economics, but he's definitely going down like the Keynesian Keynesian economics route, and he's yet to you know put his toes in Bitcoin yet, but like. You know, one of the main lessons of economics in one lesson is that, you know, if you focus on one aspect of society, then you're invariably taking away from another aspect of society. So I think the NFT problem is just kind of a microcosm of a misunderstanding of economics. Like like you said, Juan, because, you know, as Bitcoiners, we're looking at the big picture. We're like, okay, guys, you know, the problem is the money. And if we fix the money, we fix the world and everyone is touched by the money. So let's start with the big picture. And then we got these shit corners like NFT guys, like artists are really hurt. You know, we should, we should really help out the artists right now. And it's like, dude, I don't even know how many sets I've, I've sent to Bitcoin artists. And it's like the way is just stacking sets, just sell your art for sats, hold the sats and your life will improve. Like we don't need extra blockchains for digital art and what have you. But uh, I mean, we, we don't have to rehash the whole NFT argument. I'm obviously in the NFTs trash corner, but maybe maybe there's something there that I'm missing. But um, Nick, just I have a quick for... question. Oh shoot it. Sorry, I had a quick I have a quick question. Um, do you guys think that Bitcoin's going to take down the Federal Reserve or just change their holdings from gold to Bitcoin because? If gold's going to lose their monetary premium, like everyone's predicting, that means that all the central banks will have to start selling gold for Bitcoin and on some level because they're holding all the gold, right? So I'm just curious as to, do you guys think it'll just collapse the whole idea or will they just adopt Bitcoin and sort of release some supply and mess with the price over time 
long term wise, you know? Yeah, I'd, I'd say Bitcoin has nothing to do with the downfall of the Fed. I mean, we're we're just, you know, practicing our religion over here, <laughs> you know, hodling our orange coins close. And uh, like, you know, we're not responsible for that. We're just running code on our computers. Uh, they're the ones that are just running up the money printer. I mean, they're the ones that are blowing up the system. You know, we're, we're just over here trying to, you know, have a peaceful time and practice, you know, our, our tax-free religion. So, they are going to end up putting it on their balance sheets. Like, that's the point. Oh, man. Yeah, I would. I think their hope is that they could actually come out with CBDCs before shit hits the fan. That, I think, is their only hope. Because if they do that, then they could just basically... They could still have some kind of, like, denominated... Or they still they could still have some kind of token, right? And just say, well, it's backed by Bitcoin. And this yeah. is our signature, and this is how much we hold, and you can see it on the blockchain. And then they they would have some kind of public, potentially verifiable amount of CBDCs that are in circulation, which they'll continue to debase. Even that. So maybe they can convert one new digital dollar will be equal to a hundred dollars and this way they just eliminate the zeros and you know like inflation never happens yeah that's I mean, some real man yeah she, she, that's a good question and um i i'm kind of i'm kind of falling into what uh antonio wallace is saying over here where and and then also kind of rehashing what Saifedean said it's like the only thing that could really rival Bitcoin is if federal, the you know, central banks would go back to a gold standard. But it seems like they're so far down the road, and they've kicked the can so far down the road that they just they pretty much can't stop printing money. And so, unless they're going to bite the bullet and and take the chaos that is going to come by by restricting you know, like modern monetary theory and, and continuous printing, then they're hoping to probably just transition into a fully digital dollar system like a CBDC because, like, you know, all this money printing is essentially them trying to avoid another Great Depression-type scenario because, you know, if they try to rein in the money printing, if they try to rein in the over-leveraged debt, like all hell is going to break loose and it's going to be bad for everyone. And I kind of see it the same way that even if they tried to suddenly transition onto like a hard money standard, we're still going to feel the repercussions of, you know, a hundred years of, of, you know, very loose monetary policy. So, you know, yeah, personally, I, I don't even have a clue on, on what the fed's thinking, but, in the long term, I think we can safely agree on that. You know, Bitcoin will be the the cornerstone of of all monetary economics. So it'll either be some kind of trying to peg it against Bitcoin, or whether it's straight up Bitcoin on their balance sheet. And you know, we're in we're in hyper Bitcoinization like completely. So personally, I I don't even know. I'm I'm not that big in the macro. I'm just like. I, I understand the problem and, and, you know, I'm trying to help 
my average friends and average family members to get on the the escape boat, you know, to get on the life raft, because I know that at at a certain point it's going to get hairy and you know things are going to get bad. But it seems like kind of what Jesper was saying, you know, like the federal, the you know, central banks are their own worst enemy. And they are going to continue to kick the can down the road because, you know, debt is money they owe themselves and they don't see a problem with it. So who knows? But, you know, just like I'm just happy to be a Bitcoiner, I guess, is all I can really say on it. Dude, you guys' answers are all amazing, first of all. And uh, (laughs) yeah, I uh, think Jessifer is like wearing his Bose noise cancers on, you know, and (laughs) I, I, I fuck with that heavy because the Fed really is irrelevant to me. And if they do go back to hard money standard, that is admitting that they just pumped and dumped the economy for, like you said, 100 years. Great. Like, you literally are a pump and dump. It's like ETH 2.0. You know, now we're scaling. Now we're hard money. You know, and EIP 1559. Now all of a sudden we're hard. Welcome. We just changed the rules. <laughs> like, fuck that. Yeah, we, we've seen the error of our ways, and uh, that last hundred years didn't happen. So uh, we're, we're <laughs> let's just uh, avoid all the debt and, and default on it on some some magical way where it doesn't implode on itself. But yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll have to get some uh, some some smarter macro people in here one day than uh, us plebs to. I think that we have a chance. I think we do to get some, but we'll sucker somebody on and then they'll sort of uh, give us the cliff notes of what not to think, how not to think, basically. You know, we'll just do the opposite of what they say. Like, oh, the opposite. We just have to hurt somebody's feelings and then they'll come on here and try to make their case. <laughs> okay. Easy. Who's, who's in charge easy, of that? Easy. You are, dude. Decentralized Twitter oh, no. fingers. Oh no! <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I think we we went a little longer than usual. I think we hit the whole list. Um. Oh, oh. I don't know. Viking actually. Viking brought up in the in the chat. Did you guys see the the pay with moon credit? Uh, dang. What's it called? Um. It was like virtual virtual visa cards with the pay with moon um i didn't really look into it too much but uh i did see jack myler's do a demo where you can do the pay with moon uh visa credit cards one-time visa credit card with pay with moon and then you pay it with strike and it's all using chrome extension so I mean that looked pretty damn cool, and it was something that I that I wanted to look into. But uh, my my one question was like, it seems that if you're using the pay with Moon via their you know pay with crypto aspect, it you know it trigger a lot of capital gains, and um, I don't know if that's something that people want to consider. But uh, using pay with Moon and Strike together, that that may seem pretty damn cool. It's it's almost like a the jewel extension but using, you know, your your fiat to and and bitcoin together. So that seemed pretty cool. But uh I don't know, anyone have some thoughts on that before we end the show? Yes, no, maybe so. Not much about that actual card, but I really think Strike Global, at least from like the demo that was given by Jack is 
like the missing piece to take Bitcoin to like a global use case. The Strike Global app. Yeah. Bullet on Lightning, and that's how you like on. Yeah, like, just converting fiat and using Lightning as the yeah. settlement layer. Lightning is going to be how you spend it. So, and it works fantastically. So I'm, yeah, super excited about it. Yeah. I travel a lot and I'm in, I'm in third world countries and stuff and people really get screwed over by their banks with fees and they have no way to interact like internationally and use international products like Airbnb or whatever. They're using Western Union. It's so like this stuff is going to change everything. Yeah, so we'll we'll uh we'll keep an eye on that and and see what happens. Maybe maybe we'll uh we'll get the extensions running by next week. But um, Nick, just for any last words, anyone want to say some last words before we wrap it up? We've uh we've gone a little longer. Jim, I see you unmuted yourself. Do we get a Jim? Just want to say thanks. Thanks. No, just <laughs> want to say thanks for hosting us again. No worries, dude. Uh, you know, as long as, as long as uh, as long as blocks keep coming in and and you guys keep showing up, then uh, me and Nick and Jester are gonna show up. So we we enjoy this as much as uh, you guys do, and yeah, man, just right. thanks for showing us love and appreciate it. Yeah, thanks mm-hmm. everyone for coming out again. Nick, I I know it's a little past your bedtime, so we'll we'll end this one end this one tonight. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys uh this was i believe episode 71 um so yeah come back next week oh, or actually guys next week i think next week if i got my dates correct it's saint patty's day on wednesday so we aren't going to ask for someone to come for a presentation but we are just going to have like a a saint patty's day teachers lounge so i don't know Bring your favorite uh, Irish liquor, and uh, we'll be sitting here in Teachers Lounge. So, yeah, live live drinking green beer. Um, I'll I'll probably bring like some Jameson or something, but yeah, uh, bring bring some some drink, and we'll be here next weekend or next week on St. Patty's Day. The following week, we got our boy Nabismo, and then we rescheduled uh, Denver for the end of the month. So we're booked up for a couple of weeks. So definitely come back, come join us, and we appreciate your attention. All right, peace out, guys. Oh, wait, actually, sorry. I always forget. Over under, guys. I guess we're still over under 60K. It's We got to break it next week, right? Over, over, over. 60K. Over. Over, yeah. Over. Over. I know. I, uh, I'm ashamed that we've been wrong for three weeks, but... That's what happens when you're a bull tard. It is what it is. This We're time's due. different. This time's different. <laughs> <laughs> We're going over eventually. Yeah, exactly. Sooner or later, it'll be over 60. And then uh, hopefully hopefully we'll be able to uh, do an over-under call on some meme numbers by, by uh, a couple of weeks from now. But uh, yeah, guys. All right. Thanks for coming out. We appreciate it. We'll see you next week.